0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Music for a While. Been a while. I'm Jay Nordlinger, music critic of the New Criterion. Let's have a concert, so to speak. Some offerings. In Carnegie Hall, Igor Levitt played Shostakovich's Preludes and Fugues. All 24 of them. 24 pairs, that is. One prelude and one fugue to a pair. Levitt is the Russian-born pianist from Germany, if I may put it that way. Maybe we can hear just one fugue, possibly the most famous fugue of all 24, the one in A major, liquid, sublime thing, a tribute to Bach, I would say, like the whole set, but still Shostakovich. You remember what he said, what Shostakovich said? I like all music from Bach to Offenbach. Anyway, here's Igor Levitt. The Fugue in A Major from the Preludes and Fugues for Piano by Dmitri Shostakovich. Our player was Igor Levitt. So, yeah, Levitt played all 24 Preludes and Fugues in Carnegie Hall. Then Jean-Yves Thibaudet, the French pianist, played all the Debussy Preludes in Carnegie Hall. Books 1 and 2, 24 Preludes and All. There's that number again. Maybe I could read from my review. In every generation, there is a great French pianist or two. And I'm using the term French pianist broadly to mean a player of French piano music, whatever his nationality. Usually, such a player is French, true. I think of Robert cassad I also think of Monique Haas, who studied with him. But I also think of Grant Johannesson, born in Salt Lake City, he, too, studied with Kassad Radu Lupu, the Romanian, was great. And how about pianists today? Pianists apart from Jean-Yves Thibaudet. I think of two Chinese pianists, Lang Lang and Yuja Wang. Each of them has shown fabulous skills in Debussy and Ravel. They have the fingers, they have the colors, and more. In any event, Thibaudet is a great French pianist in both senses, as he established long ago and as he confirmed. All right, let's hear two of the Debussy preludes, one slow, dreamy one and one faster, jokey one. We will begin with La fille aux Cheveux de Lin, which we know in English as The Girl with the Flaxen Hair. Jean-Yves Thibaudet in Debussy. A Debussy Prelude, La Fille aux Cheveux de Lin, The Girl with the Flaxen Hair, played by Jean-Yves Thibaudet. All right, the faster and jokey prelude? Here you go. Minstrels. Minstrels by Debussy, played by Thibaudet To say it again, I'm Jay Nordlinger, music critic of The New Criterion, offering music for a while. If you'd like to subscribe to our podcast, you may do so via iTunes, Google Play, etc. If you'd like to write to me, the address is nordlinger at newcriterion.com. If you'd like to sponsor the show, please let us know. Maxim Van and Polina Osetinskaya came to Carnegie Hall. I know that Russians will forgive my pronunciation, and that Chinese will forgive my earlier pronunciation. Anyway, he is a violinist, famous violinist, and she is a pianist, an excellent one. Like Igor Levit, they played Shostakovich. I'll read from my review if you don't mind. The performers began the second half of their concert with 10 of Shostakovich's preludes from Opus 34. He wrote the preludes, 24 of them, for piano in 1932 and 1933. They were transcribed for violin and piano by Dmitry Tsiganov, the first violinist of the Beethoven Quartet, which was closely associated with Shostakovich, and vice versa. More precisely, Siganov transcribed 19 of the 24. Said Shostakovich, When I hear the transcriptions, I forget that I actually composed the preludes for piano. They sound so violinistic. Please note, the preludes opus 34 are not to be confused with Shostakovich's Preludes and Fugues, opus 87, which he composed in 1950 and 1951. That's what Igor Levitt played. In addition to being ingenious, the Opus 34 preludes are a lot of fun. Some of them sound like high-class salon pieces. I don't have Van Geroff for you, but I have Heifetz, Yasha Heifetz, with his pianist Emanuel Bay. Don't blink, don't get distracted, because this prelude is just a brief little thing. Thank you. That was the prelude in D-flat major, opus 34, by Shostakovich. One more, a bit longer, kind of a sad one, haunting and beautiful, exotic. Shostakovich's Prelude in C-sharp minor from that Opus 34 set. We heard, again, Yasha Heifetz and Emmanuel Bay. The City of Birmingham Symphony Orchestra from England came to Carnegie Hall. The orchestra had a soloist, Shaku Kana Mason, an English cellist. That's a hyphenated name, Kana, K-A-N-N-E-H, hyphen, Mason. He played the Elgar Cello Concerto. Hard to get more British than that. I wrote, Shaku Kana Mason is of Antiguan and Sierra Leonean ancestry. As he played the Elgar, I thought of a phrase adapted from a famous American one. He's as British as mutton pie. On second thought, shepherd's pie would have been better. Well, maybe I can use that line again. Anyway, here's a bit more from my review. He played an encore, and it was Bach, but it was not solo Bach. It was not a movement from a suite, as a cellist can be expected to play. It was Come tot, Come Sweet Death, which the soloist had arranged for himself and four other cellos. The Bach was tastefully and beautifully played, and it was a nice way for a soloist to include his mates in the section, the relevant section. Incidentally, Rostropovich was known to have a drink, or many drinks, with the cello section of an orchestra after he had played a concerto. For one thing, he knew they were dying to meet him and talk with him. A commercial recording, then, of Kana Mason and Mates playing that Bach. Johann Sebastian Bach, Come Souter Come Sweet Death, arranged by Sheku Kana Mason, and played by him and four of his cello colleagues. Let's go back to that concert or joint recital by Maxim Vangerov and Paulina Osetinskaya. They played a Tchaikovsky work, Souvenir d'un lieu cher, or Souvenir of a Dear Place. The place in question, by the way, was the estate of Tchaikovsky's patroness, Nadezhda von Meck. The work is in three movements marked meditation, scherzo, and melody. As I said in my review, the third of these has some stand-alone fame. We will hear the melody, but first let's hear the scherzo, and maybe leave the meditation to another time. We'll hear the scherzo from Itzhak Perlman, who won't be playing with a pianist, as Maxime van Geroff did, but who will be playing with an orchestra, an orchestra dubbed the Abbey Road Ensemble and conducted by Lawrence Foster. <laughs> the scherzo from Tchaikovsky's Souvenir d'un lieu cher played by Itzhak Perlman with the Abbey Road Ensemble under Foster. What a neat piece! And now that promised melody, the Melodie, from the lieu cher. This time our violinist will play with a pianist. The violinist is James Ennis, E-H-N-E-S from Canada. And the pianist is the famous, the great, Vladimir Ashkenazi. Melody from Souvenir d'un lieu cher, Souvenir of a Dear Place, by Tchaikovsky, played by James Ennis and Vladimir Ashkenazi. I reviewed a recital of Emily D'Angelo, an American mezzo-soprano, who was accompanied by the pianist Sophia Munoz. Among the composers on their program was Rebecca Clark, an Englishwoman, later an American, who lived from 1886 to 1979. In my review, I said, Two of the Clark songs were settings of Yeats, The Cloths of Heaven and Down by the Sally Gardens. Where the first poem is concerned, it's hard for some of us not to think of the setting by Thomas Dunhill, one of the best songs in the entire British repertory. Where the second is concerned, it's hard not to think of the folk setting, in the Britton arrangement. That is, the arrangement by Benjamin Britton. You know, I propose to play all four songs. This is not for the purpose of showing Rebecca Clark up. No, not at all. I don't mean to say, aren't the familiar versions better than these unfamiliar versions? I don't mean to say that at all. All four will be nice to listen to. So let's do that. And if we learn a couple of new songs in the bargain, so much the better. Here is The Closs of Heaven, in the version by Rebecca Clark. The singer is a soprano, Patricia Wright, from New Zealand, and the pianist is Catherine Sturrock, a Brit. The Closs of Heaven by Rebecca Clarke, performed by Patricia Wright and Catherine Sturrock. Here's a side note. Catherine, in this instance, is spelled unusually. K-A-T-H-R-O-N. I've seen a few spellings of Catherine. Never that one before. Thomas Dunhill was a British composer, an English composer, who lived from 1877 to 1946. His setting of the Yeats poem, The Closs of Heaven, is his most famous song, his enduring, his everlasting song. We will hear it sung by Janet Baker with Martin Esep. one of the best recordings of a song ever made, The Closs of Heaven by Thomas Dunhill, performed by Dame Janet Baker, the legendary mezzo-soprano, and Martin Esep, that fine pianist and all-around musician. Remember the girl with the flaxen hair, La Fille aux cheveux de l'un, the Debussy prelude that we heard Jean-Yves Thibaudet play a while back? You want to hear it played by Heifetz, whom we've already heard from? Kind of good. Very good. I won't forget the other two songs, the Sally Gardens songs, but let's pause for Heifetz, playing a transcription of The Girl with the Flaxen Hair in 1926, 1926, with the pianist Isidore Akron. La Fille aux Chevaux de Lain, The Girl with the Flaxen Hair, by Claude Debussy, played by Yasha Heifetz and Isidore Akron. The arrangement is that of Arthur Hartman, 1881-1956, who who was a friend of Debussy's. Okay, we were doing songs, I mean songs with voice. Listen to Down by the Sally Gardens by Rebecca Clark. As before... Our singer will be Patricia Wright, and our pianist, Catherine Sturock. Yeats's poem, Down by the Sally Gardens, set by Rebecca Clark, sung and played by Patricia Wright and Catherine Sturrock. You're so good to join me today, ladies and gentlemen. We've heard some good music and some good performances, haven't we? We'll end with Down by the Sally Gardens, pardon my voice, Down by the Sally Gardens, in the traditional setting, the folk setting, in the very well known and loved arrangement of Benjamin Britten. The performers are Arlene Auger, soprano, and Dalton Baldwin, piano. It's pretty much the best recording ever made, a pretty much the best song. You'll forgive the hyperbole, but it's truish. Bye.